Hey guys and welcome to the TCC podcast where we discuss everything coffee. Hey guys, Stefania and Theo here. And, and we have we have <laughs> a special Mr. Pronunciation. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> you can introduce yourself. My name is Christian. And welcome to the TCC <laughs> Coffee Podcast. Is, is that all? Is that all I get from you? <laughs> I'm a man of few words. What a disappointment. Mm, mm. Man of few words, he says. Okay. Yeah, longest <coughs> nice. words, yeah. A man of few long words. Yeah. Right. yeah, so welcome to your very first podcast, Tian. Thank you. Or very Christian. Much. Christian. And the podcast listeners already have the joke. So you can tell the story later on when you actually introduce yourself the day when we've got all of the guys here. Uh, Mr. Costa and Oshani, the roaster, and everybody. Then we'll, then we'll make a proper joke of it. Yeah, definitely. Why are you only on a budget? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the topic at hand today is... Coffee brewing. Brewing. Yeah, an interesting one. Which, which is fun. Yeah. Definitely, and it, it worked out perfectly that Tian joined us on the day that brewing. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we and we and we say it because he really is, and and we love it because uh, at the end of the day, like there we, go. <laughs> we always. Okay, guys, that was number one. <laughs> yeah, first one of the day. Um, you always you can give him coffee to every time and every time it will be exactly the same so yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this I might have mentioned this on one of the other episodes that Christian is the only barista brewing barista that we know that can brew the same coffee same method 40 times and have it end on the same milliliter and second every single Four, time 430 Shoulder. <laughs> the pressure my goodness uh, you know what if good. it tastes great you want to taste it again and if you want to taste it again you want all the factors as close as possible uh, you can't say it better than that definitely from the man himself <laughs> anyway, so, so the coffee for today. The, the coffee at hand. Yes, so the coffee that we're having today is from Colombia, brought in by our amazing friends from Sabaris Flavors of Colombia, which is a Catiope carbonic maceration. Um, and we'll give you some of the more intense details now. So it's grown in the Almirador um, Petalito Julia, um, 1680 meters above sea level. Better than us. Which yeah, no. uh, guys, I just I, I have to interrupt him here. You guys all thought we were joking when we said we don't have the pronunciation here. Now the pronunciator is here today, and he gets these words like it's Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we, you can we, go again. My brother's yeah. Portuguese is close enough. Um, <laughs> coffee was slow dried, was then fully washed, and then. Um, fermented for 96 to 120 hours um, in a carbonic maceration tank with some very interesting flavors. So the coffee is scored at 88 points mm -hmm. um, and we're definitely going to climb into this. So we extracted it today in um, the Kalita. We did it at a 1 to 11 ratio in 4 minutes 30 seconds exactly. Um, so we went in 30 grams of coffee. He's not joking, it's exactly yeah, 330 exactly. grams of a liquid out uh, for a very interesting taste with regards to body. Yes, the body is actually very creamy. It's almost honey-like, but not 
uh, chewy. Yes, it's thick, but it's very smooth. Thick, but smooth. It's very interesting. I, I like I, it. I do like it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say good brew because he, he always brews well. Except with a siphon. Yes, I do he not. He still struggles with that, you know? Oh. Well, you know what? I get, I get about four out of five. Um, I get a beautiful cone finish um, and relatively close to what we want, but it's not a method that I've played enough with. We're very I, happy, though. I can't even get to the water up. <laughs> the, coffee, the, the coffee comes down. So. <laughs> Yeah, we won't uh, go into that now, yeah, would we? Well, well, That'll we'll, be a story we'll, for another day. We'll speak day. about yeah, it later, yeah. Yeah, fun. Oh, that was the funniest thing I've heard in my life. So, at least we know that Tian struggles with one thing. At least. <laughs> you know, a siphon. Give us something. Because otherwise we'd have perfection <laughs> in the room and that just would be a sin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we good. have to go at him today. Well, but we have to acknowledge as well the brewing coffee in this group is always a team effort. Mm. Definitely, definitely. So obviously, and and I, I can't remember that you guys mentioned this before. There's nobody that analyzes and gets into the cup like Theo does. Um, even in cupping, <laughs> if he if he smells that coffee, there's a little bit of coffee growing on the nose when he's done. Um, so nobody <laughs> analyzes a coffee like Theo does, which definitely. makes it really easy to pull a great recipe. Yeah, and then, definitely. And then there's nobody who appreciates a coffee like Stefan and Sean. Oh yeah. You know they don't have to tell you that it tastes like pineapple on the tip of the tongue with an interesting, you know, malic acidity on the side. They just tell you that it's nice. Just so give, it's so easy to impress. Just yes. give it. Just give it to drink. Yes. I want to drink like, the coffee. Give I it to me. I love making coffee it. for Stefan and Sean because <laughs> the one thing I love about them more than I love their appreciation of coffee is they never leave a cup unless it's empty there we go <laughs> so if the coffee it's is bad for me it, they will finish it <laughs> yeah uh, anyway to the topic yes brewing not that we were outside of the topic because brewing is kind of Kalita, what we discussed today Kalita. so um i did some research and i found that uh, something about 20 coffee brewing methods so there's that i don't know if there's more more of them well i know of, of about 32 of them Okay. Uh, we can maybe mention in or so I'll put the list of 32 that I know of I'll okay. put uh, I'll give to you so you can put it on the blog um, on medium actually but I, let's, let's discuss the actually, ones that a, you've got actually an interesting one is when I when I did the research I didn't know about the Vietnamese and we did it on the we've already I made think the one or two yes. uh, podcasts back yeah. and then that was my first and I, I was like I've, I don't know this Vietnamese thing I don't know do you guys know it but yeah. Well, you've you drank now, it. Now I drank it, so <laughs> that's that's awesome. Um, so yeah, they've got cowboy coffee. So cowboy coffee, they 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 got like um, categories where they put it like boiling methods. There's cowboy coffee and Turkish coffee. So cowboy coffee. Let's Who knows see, let's what see, method let's that see is? Let's see what that is. <laughs> uh, so so, what's your favorite? While he looks for it, what's your favorite method? Um, well, I have to say, it would be very close. It'll be um. Obviously, um, and this is what we joke about often, is I love a Chemex. I love the cleanliness of the cup. I love mm -hmm. that beautifully crisp, amazing flavor. 
um, and it and it gets really easy to to manipulate. Uh, you can go extremely coarse and pour really slow to get beautiful sweetness out of the coffee without getting into the bitterness, or you can go just a little bit finer and finish quicker. Um, and in fact, we we for the first time tasted cream soda in a coffee through a Chemex, which was an experiment in the coffee. Yoga chef um, next level. Yeah, so that, <laughs> that was, was very amazing, interesting. Yeah. But I think um, the one that I've poured the most would be obviously be the V6. Oh, by far. Yeah. Um, What's your number now? About no. two and a half, three thousand. I did. I did a thousand five hundred before I started working with you. <laughs> and I don't know how many yeah, I did no, since then. So I stopped counting. Um, so those would be the two. Although, but I have to be honest. I do enjoy. Um, if it's the right coffee, I'll take the truck out. I'll make a beautiful Turkish style mm -hmm. coffee or. Um, or the Bialetti, you know, that beautiful one that I have that runs into the cup. Oh, yeah, so that express one. one oh, so gorgeous. So, so beautiful. So, it depends on the coffee, but if I had to go, Chemex. Like, I'll, I'll carry um, a hard safety case with me if I go on a hike just to make sure that it doesn't break. But <laughs> I'll take it come. with and I'll have a good cup of Chemex. Now, awesome. he, he just mentioned something very different or something interesting that, that is very different from you know, Stefan to, to Tian. Yeah. And I want to mention this specifically because uh, Tian would, 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 would brew a certain type of coffee according to the coffee that he has, where Stefan brews a coffee according to how he feels. And so yeah, I just wanted definitely. to note that out in the sense because the two very unique type of coffee drinkers with completely different perspectives, which both just enjoys their coffee like yeah to the grave and back Definitely. If, if that was possible so, yes <laughs> um so stefan your favorite my favorite yes it depends <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how he feels yeah it depends so um this last this last couple of weeks i was um i moved to the aeropress i enjoy the aeropress nice um but that's usually in the evenings late afternoons evenings morning still my espressos and Restretos depends <laughs> <laughs> on how you feel. Yeah, yeah, and uh, or hands. or an americano. Okay, so okay. that that's that's my morning coffee, and then afternoons I I like to do the aeropress this. But then V60s are also great. Uh, Chemex also I like the Chemex. I'm just not at, at, at good at pouring the Chemex yet, but I don't yes. I don't I haven't poured like. 1500 plus <laughs> <coughs> i'm not i'm not that experienced but um, <laughs> but you do it every day for other people so i yes. just do it for myself so um well and the wife yeah no no, again? no She's more then than now <laughs> my wife drinks tea so <coughs> hey that's why you should get a chemex it's a tea like coffee yeah but uh, that's the thing we we actually got a task at the end that we have to get a coffee that she would like to drink yes. without sugar and milk we still oh, need no, to do sugar, that without sit milk. down yes that's yeah. gonna be easy I, yeah. I i don't see that as a challenge okay. so well for you guys it's, it's not yes. a challenge for me <laughs> but, it's like but hmm. but let us also acknowledge <laughs> if you guys have done this before if you've taken some uh, a tea drinker and and you've gotten them to repent of their ways and gotten them into the coffee, <laughs> um, repent of yes, come on, you know, and, no, no, like and that, we'll yeah. tell this: we don't judge anyone on the coffee that they enjoy, and there's no right or wrong. This just different. But yes. if you want to be quick and convenient, take instant. Yes, but, I'm just you know, not going to join you. <laughs> we would we would love to be able to get, especially the people in our own spheres, just off the sugar and the milk. So if you have yes. a method for us to do that, please send it to us. Yes, please. Um, we we want to try and we want to get. Like, yes. 
Yeah, so at the, end of, <laughs> at the end of the day, number two. Um, <laughs> number two, not at the end of the day, number two. Um, so the, the coffee, um, the cowboy coffee method, we yes. will not do. I don't think so. No. Um, it's well, basically, I'll try it. You, you, throw, you, throw, you throw um, very coarse grounds in a pot over the fire and you brew it. Sounds like a burritruis. Yeah, something like that. That's, that, <laughs> yeah, that's basically, that's basically like the, the, basically. the American, the American yeah, the version. American, American style. Uh, so, um, and then, then they've got uh, um, steeping methods. So that, that goes with the French press, cold brew, coffee bags, instant coffee. We call it submersion coffees. Yeah. Slightly easier word to, to look at. Yes, yes, and then siphon brewers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got the dripping ones, oh, the yeah. percolators, pour overs, Chemex, clever dripper, and they've how got an we, auto drip How do we machine. drip with a percolator? Okay, let's not go into that now. <laughs> so that, that, that's just one, one thing I've, I've found on the, and then there's the pressure, the pressure methods. Yes. So there we have the normal espresso machine, small cup pot, aero, aeropress, oh, and, yeah, and yeah. then it's like the Nespresso pots. Mm-hmm. Then you got the lesser known methods, and yes. that's where Vietnamese, nitros, and have you guys tasted yeah, the nitro So it would be a nitro coffee and a Puerto Rican cafe. Hmm. Which is just a little know. metal thing with Puerto a little Rico baggie, so the, like the linen filter baggie, and you just it's pour it until it's done. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. They're very, very well known in Puerto Rico. Okay. And uh, they make they make nice coffee. It's like uh, we've got a Gator with the with the linen filter. Yes. Uh, which is just a V60 with a different name, and it makes really really creamy coffee. It's it's gorgeous. Okay. It's got to get one, all this oil through. Yes. Get the one, oil without the particles. Yeah, that's one I've, I didn't taste it yet. Ooh. I haven't tasted it. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Linen filter. No, I haven't tasted a linen ah. filter. Only a siphon linen filter, but not a pour over linen yeah. Yes. yeah, of course he's tasted the siphon now. Yes. yes. Now, so. on my favorite brewing method, it would by far be to drink the Chemex. Probably a nanopresso uh, to taste. Just because, well, interesting that you think the nanopresso. <laughs> um, I don't know, if it's, maybe it's because I fly with it or carry it with me all the time. <laughs> I do like espressos. But um, my favorite to drink by far be the Chemex. Uh, 1 to 10 ratios on most of the coffees in the world. Anything, obviously, either than the dark roast, which we've mentioned before. But my ultimate favorite coffee to brew is the Siphon. Just because it's so much fun to brew it for people. Uh, and that would bring the third type of <clears throat> brewing style to the table. So uh, Tian on the coffee that he has, Steph on, on the mood that he has, <laughs> and Theo, myself, on dependent on who's in front of me. It depends on the client. For me, brewing is all about people. people. And That's why I've it... never really worried about anything else because I want to really try and get the client or the person in front of me, whether it be a friend or whoever, um, to go, oh my word, I think my perspective of coffee is different now. And I just love that. And the siphon really does that for me. See, Because you can manipulate everything. And and that's a, and, and I love how we all approach coffee a little bit differently because yes. you know that for me, I like to have people slow down with a cup of coffee. Yes. So I want them to sit there. We can have a conversation. I'll brew you a cup. And just for the four to five minutes, or if you're myself, four hours that it takes to brew, <laughs> um, <laughs> you just yeah. to slow down and enjoy that cup and just be in the moment. Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily need to change the perspective. If it does happen, phenomenal. 
Mm. Um, if you get that person that says, you know what, this is a coffee that I don't need um, sugar or milk with, and I love what it tastes like, and yeah. I definitely want to taste something like this, that's great. Um, but I want people to slow down. Yes. I'll slap slap the people and say, drink better coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you see, we got the good cop, the bad cop, and the charismatic cop. No, no, I'm just kidding. Who the, just who the heck is charismatic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. So, um, yeah, so I'm brewing for me, uh, when I started brewing, you guys, I didn't even know that because you get pre-grounded coffee and they just grind it at a, a certain yeah, a coarseness. standard coarseness. And yes. then at the end of the day, <laughs> number um, three, we're going to have to have a jar. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, you're going to have to start paying for every time you say that. So we're going to, for me, that was interesting that you have to have different grind sizes on different brewing methods. Yes. And it makes a huge difference when, when you have different grind sizes. Like for espressos, <clears throat> you can't have a coarse, a coarse grind. Well, you because, could, but it's, well, it's not very nice. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah and, and that's the thing. It's to get the right grind size Ooh. for your specific um, brewing method that you're doing. Yes. It makes a big difference in how, what taste you get out of yeah, the, what the, flavor you're gonna get. Out of the now, coffee. Okay, so I, I just stopped myself from interrupting. And so I, I just want to mention this, guys. I notice that I keep on interrupting poor Stefan, and I'm really working at it. <laughs> flatline will get there. We'll get to I like it, up. I like it. Now, <laughs> something interesting on the grind size of an espresso. Uh, so I think 2015, 2016, I, I'll have to go and check the dates because it's, it's getting almost 10 years. It's almost a decade later. Um, Matthew Perger from Barista Hustle served three espressos at World Champs to his four uh, uh, judges. Uh, judges. And he ran extremely coarse 1 to 15, 1 to 17 ratios out of the espresso machine. So it's it's basically espresso style, not really espresso drink, but he, uh-huh. he served espresso style coffee on very long ratios to his judges and told them to build a flavor drink from that which they could appreciate and um, so even though we, we don't always agree on the fact that the coarser grind through the espresso machine is nice you could actually if you really played with TDS and you know, all of those type of scientific elements that Matthew Perger is really amazing at you could create a coffee that is insane on a coarse grind out of nine bars pressure that's interesting. Which I've not tasted. I have played with it, but I've not been able to find personally a good tasting one. I'm not that good yet, science wise, but uh, definitely something I want to explore further in. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know that. Very amazing. So, definitely something to, to look at. Now, on the topic of brewing, of course, we've now mentioned. Sorry, you want to. Uh, um, our, our, so we mentioned brewing methods, which is one side of brewing. Yeah. But now brewing as the word, like you can take any method and actually play with something that is so open that you could never touch the same thing twice for a hundred years. Yeah. And that's crazy. That's how big coffee is. (laughs) Um, so... That, that that's what why coffee is so amazing is it's just endless yes one to one ratio <coughs> um, all the way up to one to thirty ratios and through yeah, big bodies and very tight bodies except, and no bodies and high acidities <laughs> and no acidities yes except if you are Tian you can get it well, yeah, same can get every it time same, but yeah. 
for us it's gonna <laughs> <laughs> um, but for us you can it, it's it's an endless um, possibilities that you can get out of coffee but, and that's what I like <laughs> about brewing the so. brewing side is to do with feeling it's to yeah. do with pedanticness it's to do with coffee it's to do with the person it's sometimes just to do with experimentation You've got the same coffee, you've got four different methods, like you play, you get to a point and now this is where I want to pull Tian into the conversation um, to maybe go slightly deep for two or three minutes. Remember when we played with the AeroPress? Yes, that was We very... would brew the same ratio, same coffee. Yes, that was a very interesting experiment. Yes. Um, and, and, and I believe that anyone who works in, well, works anywhere, but especially who works in the coffee industry, you'll understand my statement that there is there's nothing more horrible than a boring day uh-huh there's nothing more horrible than waiting for clients but we also realize that those <laughs> those are the days where we actually get the most creative and start asking the craziest questions with regards to coffee and this is kind of how it started um james hoffman brought out a video though specifically on how coffee is bloomed and I can't remember all the detail. We've I've watched so many different things since then. But then I started asking myself the question: Can Howie bloom a coffee in an AeroPress? Allow us to take one coffee in one method, but give it to any palate and satisfy them according to what they like in a cup of coffee. So yes. while we were at the <laughs> shop one day, I was busy playing, and I decided, you know, we have a bunch of samples that people brought us. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take three completely different coffees. I'm going to pull three aeropresses of each of the coffees, so nine in total, That's and it. then the first aeropress of each of the three coffees, I'll make exactly the same. So I'll go in, for example, um, let's say 15 grams, I'll do a one to 10 ratio, and I'll let it sit for one minute 30, and then press really slowly for 25 seconds. Now only Pedanti could get this right. I just want to mention <laughs> yeah, this. Definitely. <laughs> and, and then for the second one, um, I would follow for all nine exactly the same recipe. Literally, the only thing that I changed was where I agitated the coffee and how I allowed it to bloom. And to find in the first one, what I literally did was I poured the coffee to the top, um, allowed the crust to build, broke the crust, stirred it once, let it sit for a minute and 30, turned it around, pressed. And then for uh, for each other coffees for the first air press. Then for the second one, I poured a little bit of water into the bottom. Um, like we would bloom, for example, a pour-over method, stirred mm -hmm. a little bit, topped it up to the top, well, to the ratio that we want to be, stirred it again, let it sit, pressed it. And then on number three, the only thing that I did as well as was poured it to the top and then kept stirring it to the point where I put the filter on, turned it around. And then the change in body flavor and the was sweetness, insane. acidity, and bitterness was crazy to such yes. a degree and and people always listen to us and say listen yeah but you know you guys are coffee tasters and you kind of get into it and you, you can taste it better um i'm just a normal person and we would and we gave this to some of the clients at yes. the store and they could that taste was the, the fun part about yes, it yes and they could taste the difference in the coffee we could find people enjoy cup number one we found people that enjoyed cup number two and for myself i loved cup in all of the three. coffees i love number three because it um, highlighted certain uh, sweetness elements it brought out a beautiful body yes. um, and it was extremely well balanced and i and theo will tell you this as well i can appreciate acidity and i can appreciate sweetness but i love balance in a cup of coffee that's and that's it. what i love with the last one and it was 
something as simple as somebody playing with how we bloom a coffee and taking a method that we know and love and doing something very interesting to give completely different results. That's it. And that was just insane for me. Like I was busy with some other work and what, what. And so every, like, let's call it four and a half minutes, he would stick a cup of coffee in my hand and I would be like, oh, wow, this is crazy insane. Then he sticks the next cup in my hand and I go, what the heck did you do here? Like, the, like he would highlight more, let's say, body. And then he sticks the third one in my hand and he goes, taste this thing. I'm like, what? Balance like nothing ever before. And then only he mentioned to me the, the different styles that he went into this. And I was blown away. Now I like his favorite, the the <laughs> like stirring it the whole way through. So much so that I use it about 90% of the aeropresses that I make. But even even for me, um, when we love to experiment, taste something new. Yes. Um, this is now kind of that pedantic <laughs> safe place that I can <laughs> fall back to. That I know, and and I love to experiment experiment with new flavors but what I like but I think why I'm so pedantic is because I know that if I can have this safe place for a specific person's palate and they're not adventurous that day I know exactly where to go where their comfort place is and today they can just experience it they don't need to adventure in the cup they don't need a profoundly um, complex thing that they need That's to it. analyze they can sit and enjoy it and aeropress number three is that for me exactly in in most coffees um, so now, yeah, something I have noticed with now brewing a lot of aeropresses and with different coffees, what I have found, a, a coffee very similar to today, uh, style number three of the aeropress on carbonic maceration doesn't work for me. No. Style number one, actually I prefer with carbonic maceration coffees. And so it's interesting to, to kind of factor in small differences and to see how it makes that specific cup unique enough that when I try it, I can really appreciate the coffee that I've got at hand. And there, there was a um, coffee that you said that you don't, you, you realized when you stirred it the whole time. I think it's one of the Ethiopian coffees. Yes, yes, yes. That you said uh, was very, I think it was very sweet or very. Well, it, it was, it was you, you more intense. More, okay, more yes, intense. Which, was yeah, the, so. which is one of uh, Tian's favorites, which is the Yogeshev Kachere variety. <laughs> I thought it was a Kachere. Um, the you, moment you said more intense, I thought you yeah, were talking like, about the Kachere. You, you, like you stir that thing the whole yeah. minute, to, minute and a half to two minutes. My goodness, it's like taking a one to one ratio. Now, this is brewing at, at a one to 12, one to 16 ratio. We would, we would stir it the whole time. You take a sip and it feels like you got a one to one ratio ristretto in your mouth. Yeah. My goodness. Thick and it punches you. I need to taste that one. You guys need to make oh, it. You are, you are more than welcome. We'll, we'll <laughs> the thing is, but that's, well. that's that's interesting thing because I asked Theo, um, should I stir it the whole two minutes? Must I stir it um, one minute? How, yeah. how long do I stir? And then he said, then he told me about this this experiment. Um, yes. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> okay. So it depends on the coffee. So that's so yeah, it. and and that's that's what what's making this brewing so so nice and complex and then same at the same time is you can take one thing could recover there <laughs> <laughs> yeah you see he was gonna say at the yeah. end of the day so that yeah. was a real like let's yeah, give yeah. him a hand thank let's you. give him a thank and you. i don't thank want him to <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so you can you can take the same coffee just twitch a little bit on your brewing method the yes. way you do it and it kind of it, it might taste different completely so and that that's that's just that's just amazing for me our coffee is endless you can do so many things with coffees and experiment and 
get something that you like. That's it. Or, and this is also how we kind of learn about coffee. So if you're sitting and you're listening and you're wondering, okay, but how do you get to this? How do you, um, how did you figure out that ratio works on that coffee? We have made a lot of coffee. That's <laughs> literally this. We have thrown away yes. a lot of coffee. This is, how, this is actually how we learn it. People come to us often and say, listen, okay, but cool. So you talked about this and you prefer this coffee in this method or in this style. And how do you, how do you, did you figure this out? Um, and it's very simple. I've spent literally, I was at, sitting at my house and I pulled, I literally made 25 Chemexes um, this one afternoon, tasted them twice and then threw it down the drain because I was literally doing experiments. So um, we're tasting so many different things. And if you have, for example, a recipe or a method that you definitely, did you think that we haven't tried, please let us know. Oh, and yes. as and as well, if you're listening and you're thinking, listen, you guys kind of skipped on this method. Um, Theo just mentioned he knows of 33 methods. If we had to go into each and every one of them and finish on 30 minutes, we would do none of them justice. And we have to focus on all of them. We'd be here till next week. Because um, let's be honest, <laughs> right. Theo, Theo has a relatively long breath. As you can obviously um, surmise, I love to hear my own voice as well. And then, <laughs> I, I just asked the right question. Then they go. Then they go. The best questions. They kind of put this down the they, path. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> but yeah, so experiment with flavor. That's how we get to where we are. If I had to serve you the first V60 that I ever poured, um, I would pay you to throw it down the drain because I can guarantee you it was not a great cup of coffee. And at the time, I, I loved it. I thought, yes, man, you, you're pioneering the coffee world. And then, pioneering the yes, no, world. I was, hey, he was confident in it. This was my perspective. Listen, I walked into the owner I walked to the owner of a coffee shop and asked him if I could make him a cup of coffee in his own shop. That was the kind of person that I was and still am today. And, um, and we'll tell the story later, but that's exactly how we met. Yes, this is how Theo and I met. Um, but no, so experiment with the flavors, experiment with the recipes, and let us know. I can promise you there are so many different ways of making a cup of coffee. We can't figure them all out. Mm -hmm. And we learn from other professionals as well. Um, my preferred method of pouring a B60, I learned from Tetsu Kassia, who was a 2016 Brewers Champion of the World. Exactly. Um, who had a very interesting approach to coffee. Yeah. And that answers the first question that we always go into. Why is this important? Well, for exactly that point. It's important because you've got a cup of coffee or you've got a bag of coffee in front of you. You got it for a birthday gift or a friend was like, I tasted this, I don't like it. I know you're a big coffee guy. Here's a bag of coffee. And you go and you're like, okay, what do I do with this? Well, try different things. Like take the information that we yeah. just threw out here. This doesn't, we're not, we don't have the perfect way. We have a different way of looking at things. Yes. And if we believe if you don't explore or experiment, you're never going to find that one cup that you go, you know, I've had a lot of different cups. I've had a lot of different coffees. I've mm -hmm. had a little, lot of different brewing methods. But that one cup, that thing blew my mind yes and, and and so i would say that's why this type of information is important now mr christian how does this information make the listeners coffee life better well i think first of all that you can realize um and this is something that i had to learn as well if you make a cup of coffee the day and it is not the best cup that you've ever tasted you're not the scum of the earth <laughs> and it's not like you don't know and love coffee. Yeah. Theo and I have stood and we've made one another coffee that has not been 
phenomenal. And you know what? Sounds like it's horrible, man. Yes, no. <laughs> we've made some really horrible cups of coffee. <laughs> and and, our, and the only difference was that our approach was, okay, cool. So we know what we did. Uh, we learn from this. And we move on. So mm. in your journey with coffee, in your exploration of flavor and finding your happy place in a cup, um, you know that that there is no right way to do it. Um, there are different ways, there are different ways of experimenting. And that in when you go to, let's say for example, your favorite speciality coffee shop, whether it's um, in um, Rosebank in Pretoria, or if it's somewhere in the UK, or wherever you're or Tennessee, from, America. or Tennessee, yeah. where we found some really amazing coffee. Yes. Um, you can go, you can have a conversation with someone, and if it's someone who's really passionate about coffee, it's not gonna be like they're trying to tell you, um, oh, you know, I can't share this knowledge with you because you know I'm giving it away. Um, we share knowledge with one another. I learn about coffee. We learn about coffee from everyone yes, every day. And how? Definitely. And for you to go do this, this is how you're going to learn about coffee the best. And how do we share this love? Because in That's my opinion, it. coffee is something that it was made to be shared. It brings people together, man. Yes. So definitely. the people that you bring in and the new on the new adventures that you go, that's what's going to make. In my opinion, that's what makes coffee for me. That's so bring people into your space, try something new, and yes. if it's a really bad cup of coffee, phenomenal. Learn from it. Learn, <laughs> follow, follow. You can take this out of my book. Be pedantic enough to know how to never do it again. Exactly. Yes. Value, man. Yes. Value. Yes. And then I want to throw the third question at uh, Stefan specifically because you know, in in a weird way because he's not in this full time, um, how would you apply what we mentioned on this podcast now? You know, that you're the least experienced person when it comes to coffee in the sense that we work in it full time, you don't, not yet. Um, but how would you then take this information and go and apply it to your coffee life to actually make your coffee better? Well, um, I've got I've got a few methods and I've got the scales and the kettles and everything yes. that you need. Um, so for me, I need to experiment i need to pour more coffee i need to try different ratios different times and try and get something that i like and not even even if i don't get something i like it's just you get experience um through it and realize yes. and see what different types of flavors you get out sweetness bitterness acidity at what times what times extracting some of it and so just experiencing go out and try new stuff like like um Tian said just go and like you pour 25 <laughs> v60 right? i'm like yo i would like to drink some of those at least <laughs> at least otherwise if, if it's not if it's not that good i'll just pinch my nose and just chuck <laughs> oh, it oh, no. <laughs> appreciation for the coffee man that's the, difference. the value that's the difference and that's and, and that's the amazing thing is we, we're three guys around this table and we each got a different appreciation for coffee that's it but we all enjoy the love value it. and we love it and yes. just in a different way that's and it. that's why we're here to get everybody that has that likes coffee and loves coffee to get their way that uh, the way they like their coffee to experience it and enjoy it i love it and that brings us to the end of this fun episode like nice. this this was fun yeah that's i good. really like that's this good, yeah. i wish we could have the whole team yeah, all the time that would just be amazing so yes, we hope you guys enjoyed this. We hope it was informative. And um, we would want you to go out. We want to challenge you. Go out. Explore. And while exploring, we hope 
that you find, and I say I'm the only guy with my coffee left, but we hope you find your happy, happy place in every single cup. cup. There we go. Cheers. See you guys, or speak to you guys on the next episode. <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs>